Standing there alone in the glare of the stage lights, she struggled to catch her breath as she waited for his answer. She'd shown him her best moves, but would they be enough to get her hired as a dancer in his nightclub? She felt the desperation rising in her throat. She needed this job to support her mother. It was this or the brothel, and she'd already been arrested for prostitution once. Only 14 years old, she was out of options. The club owner shook his head and motioned for her to leave. What now, she thought, her shoulder sagging. What now? Hi, I'm Garvin DeShazer, and this is your Daily Inspiration. Born to teenage parents who never married, by necessity she grew up quickly. Bold and stubborn, she adopted an aggressive demeanor to survive. She learned a lot of filthy language and would yell obscenities at strangers on the street, says biographer Donald Clark. They would then chase her down and punch her, but she just kept doing it anyway. When she was 11, she was raped by a neighbor who was sentenced to three months. Although she was the innocent victim, she was sent to the House of Good Shepherds, a reform school for black girls. After her release, she found respite in listening to jazz music, disappearing into the sounds of the singer's voices. In 1928, at age 13, she and her mother had moved to Harlem. Her mother eked out a living as a housemaid, and Eleanor started singing at rent parties. Despite a lack of music education, she began cultivating a style that was all her own. She would go from table to table singing the same songs, says Clark, and she would sing the chorus differently each time. She was teaching herself to improvise. Then came the Great Depression. With her mother unable to find work, Eleonora tried to make money scrubbing floors. When that failed, both she and her mother earned income by working in a brothel. Soon, both were arrested. Eleonora, who had just turned 14, claimed to be 21. She was sent to Welfare Island, just outside of Manhattan, where she spent three months at a work site for vagrant adults. It was obvious a career change was in order. One night, as she wandered the streets of Harlem in search for work, she hit the nightclub Jerry Preston's log cabin. She went inside with hopes of being hired as a dancer. Drawing from the only choreography she knew, Eleonora danced with all the enthusiasm and panache she could muster. The club owner took one look at her clumsy dance moves and motioned for her to leave. Her heart sank. What now, she thought. Then, in a moment of serendipity, the pianist asked, Girl, can you sing? I can, she said. Well then, said the owner, smirking, let's hear it. As she broke into a rich, sultry improvisation of body and soul, his skepticism turned to amazement. Heads in the club turned in recognition of a fresh talent. She laughed and delivered a mock curtsy. You've got the job, kid, he said. With that... Eleonora Fagan, soon to be known by her stage name, Billie Holiday, breathed a giant sigh of relief. 
It was $2 a night for six nights a week, working from midnight until 3 o'clock the next afternoon, but it put food on the table and kept Billy out of jail. It was there that her signature improvisational style emerged. She had enough courage to play with the music, said Maya Angelou. The beat is insistent. It says, follow me, hit me, be right on this beat. But Billy decided, no, I'm going to just kind of hang behind it. Billy soon found a broader venue to showcase her originality. Recordings. No two people on earth are alike, she said, and it's got to be that way in music or it isn't music. History agrees. It's been said that her voice touched everybody, even those who didn't know music. It was this poignancy that brought her life full circle. Having wandered as a youth in angry confusion, the quirkiness that had once ostracized her now became one of Billie Holiday's greatest strengths. Sadly, it was also her weakness. Over the years, she became increasingly addicted to alcohol and narcotics. Eventually, her pain overtook her. In 1959, at the age of just 44, Billie Holiday died of a pulmonary edema caused by cirrhosis of the liver. Despite her early demise, Billie Holiday's music and originality lives on in the hearts of many. So, how did Billie Holiday make the transition from lost vagrant to legendary star? She first chose to relinquish her past and leap into her dreams. She then developed her own style, refusing to copy anyone else. She persisted in being her true self, and she never compromised that commitment. What steps will you take to move past your past and reach for your dreams today? What risks will you take to express who you really are, no matter what anyone else thinks of you? Are you willing to say now, I am authentic, and to be the real you? Thanks for listening. May your day be filled with love, laughter, and joy. Bye for now. Hi, this is Scott, producer for the Daily Inspirations podcast. We hope you're enjoying these stories, and if you'd like more inspiration in your life, visit MyDailyIAm.com. You can find weekend blog posts, sign up for our email update list, and you can let us know about an inspirational story you'd like us to cover. Or just say hi. We'd love to hear from you.